How's it going, everyone? Joe Gavin here, welcoming you to edition 25 of Joe vs. the World. My guest today is one of our most popular guests in our show, Short History, who appeared way back oh, in episode... Why? It's true. No, this is true. He appeared way back in episode number four. You can read him every week in Figure Four Weekly. You can listen to him twice or three times a week on the Brian and Vinny Show, and he also has a blog at f4w.online.com. It's Vince Fair. Hi, Vince. How you doing? It is, in fact, me. I'm doing okay. That's good to know. Now, uh, back when I, I used to read comic books back in the day, the 25th issue of the series was a big deal. It usually got you a, a fancy cover and an exercised issue. Do they still do that, or uh, do comic books even make it to issue 25 these days? <laughs> uh, they still do. Um, probably, you know, it's any, any sales game if they can. To tell you the truth, I've been going through reading my old comic books more than reading anything new lately. So uh, it still seems like a nice thing, you know. It's a... It's a uh, multiple of five. It's a square number. It's very exciting. Sure. What a, I'm curious what comic books you're reading nowadays. Or what old comics uh, you're the, reading. Uh, the old ones I've been going through? I've actually been going through my, uh, my, my, the entire run of Spider-Man 2099. Hmm. Which is good stuff with my Peter David about 15 years ago. I remember yeah. that. I have that uh, a couple issues of that, but not a, a complete run. Yeah, if you like Peter David, then you like pretty much everything Peter David's ever done, and that's really all there is to say about it. it it's Peter David writing a, writing a cynical, bitter, bitter character. I can believe that. So, it's good stuff. All right, well, you uh, you can be a tough man to track down, and uh, I actually had to resort to having Brian Alvarez on a few shows back when I couldn't get in touch with you. I, I, I heard about that, and uh, I don't know if, if you've heard yet, but we read your shout-out on Monday, and, uh, and, and as soon as I heard your name, I thought, oh, no, I'm about to get chewed out on the air for not doing Joe's show. And I, I didn't want to. Yeah, I, I deserved it. I, I, I've been, uh, I, I've been not keeping my promise to come on. Uh, I, I've been flaky, and I well, should be held accountable for that. Well, you're on the radio a lot. I'm sure it's not super appealing to be on uh, yet another show, but I always have time for Joe, though. Oh, well, thank you. Oh, I, I do want to yeah. say when um when I when I told Brian I was no longer subscribing when uh when he was on my show. I, <laughs> I wanted to do that in the interest of full disclosure. I didn't want it to be, he would say late in the show, Yo, oh, remember that show with Conan I did? And I would be like, oh, sorry, I stopped subscribing. And that would seem, that would seem disingenuous to me. You know, for, for any other show that may have been, uh, um, may have lacked tact, that move, but frankly, for, for, for the Brian and Vinny show and really F4W Online in general, it's just, it, it, it fits perfectly. There's Great. There's nothing better you could do than just, Say, oh, by the way, I don't even listen to your show anymore. <laughs> so, as long as you're upfront about stuff like that, we'll all get along just fine. That's good. Now, uh, you just turned 30, correct? No. Oh, uh, no. Brian's an idiot. Brian okay. is, in fact, dumb. Uh, I just turned 31. 31, okay. Uh, I'm not sure why Brian... Apparently, Brian was telling people I was going to turn 30. People were under the impression it was my 30th birthday this year. Where The only thing I can think of is last year was my 30th birthday. Naturally, for those of mm-hmm. you who are good at math, you already knew that. And we had a great big shindig. And so maybe Brian just thought I would celebrate my 30th birthday every year. Wasn't Brian um, uh, inebriated heavily during your your, your party last year? Uh, yes. Uh, in fact, it was the next day uh, when he, uh, I forget exactly who was there, uh, for I myself was not in the best of conditions. But everyone crashed at my place. We, I was splitting a house with two other guys. We had a great big front room with a hide of bed. So there were at least half a dozen people that all crashed there. And the next day, he and someone uh, made a trip to the store, and on the way back is when it really hit in. And uh, Brian was 
reduced to a quivering ball in a fetal position in the passenger seat of this car. We all had to basically we took turns uh, going out uh, during the day to keep him company and make sure he did not throw up and, and ground on his own vomit or anything. So maybe so. this was so traumatic that he he just kind of it blanked from his mind that you didn't de turn thirty and so he thinks this it is. It could you. be. Oh. It could be imprinted on him somehow. Um, I had fun. <laughs> well, since you are on the the wrong side of thirty, do you see yourself looking at wrestling and thinking, hey, you know, I'm just getting too old for this shit, or is it, uh, or is it something you you'll continue to follow and perhaps introduce to your your children someday? It's it's, it's not a I'm getting too old for this shit. If, if any of you have seen, uh, we've had a number of videos in the frwonline.com site. Uh, one of which was a look into my house, and uh, you will see there's many things in my life I am getting too old for, and yet I still partake in. So, wrestling is far down the list of things I need to abandon uh, <laughs> due to age. Uh, that being said, um, I, 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 it's particularly with the rise of MMA and UFC and Pride, uh, there's so much more product that I personally need to watch in any given week. Mm. Um, and uh, and it's not really that there's you know there was this much stuff on at the peak of the the, the Monday Night Wars with. You know, Raw, and SmackDown, and Nitro, and Thunder. Um, and Nitro is three hours every week. So it's, it's not, it's not, it's not even that there's the amount of stuff. It's that I don't have the appetite for that much stuff anymore. Hmm. I'd be perfectly fine with two or three good, solid one-hour shows a week. Well, those days, uh, they may return. It, it depends how the industry uh, Well, no, they'll return eventually. I mean... Eventually. I, 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 um, I don't... Don't want to sound doomy and gloomy, but I think UFC right now is as popular as it will, as it will ever be. Mm. And I, you know, there's uh, frankly there's only one place to go from here. <laughs> That's kind of down. And you know, I, you know, I, I'd be cool personally. I, I'm not a giant fighting fan, so I don't. So others will disagree with me. I'd be cool with you, uh, like a, a, a UFC pay per view every other month or so. That's all I need to see. Well, uh, or ultimate. Ultimate Fighter when it's good, which this year has not been. Yeah, well, looks like there's pay-per-views every month, plus Ultimate Fight Nights, Ultimate Fighter, and a new magazine yep. show. And yep. maybe HBO stuff. Oh, great. So. <laughs> the, the, the novelty of fighting has definitely worn off for me. I, I imagine UFC is probably going to peak with the um, Liddell-Ortiz pay-per-view, which will be their biggest ever, and then nothing will probably ever approach that ever again. You know, I predicted, and I always talk about this because it's one of the few times I was right. I predicted at the beginning of the year that the uh, Ortiz-Shamrock pay-per-view would be the biggest UFC pay-per-view ever, and it was. And it will only be the biggest ever for another month or so. Mm. So I have to bring that up every time I can just so I can still be right. Um, but you may be right. Uh, we could look back on the Ortiz-Liddell fight similar to uh, the Hogan-Andre fight, or Hogan-Andre match, I should say, or the uh, Austin Rock match. So they were the in hindsight, the, the, the pinnacles of the respective boom periods. So. We'll see. All right, well... Uh, we'll we, see. Yeah, I guess we will. Uh, well, when we had Brian on, we uh, we talked about the, the comeback match you two had. He was very, very happy with it, and I think this... It meant quite a lot to him, maybe a bit more than it should. And um, Were you were you satisfied yeah. with the match? I would have been satisfied with anything. Um, I, I, I guess it, it definitely could have been a lot worse. I don't know that it could have been a whole hell of a lot better. Um, we just went back into the commentary track for it, actually. Those who, those who uh, made the... Uh, uh, I guess you listeners are familiar with it. I don't need to go into the whole thing. But we, we were putting the match on DVD. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those who make a $25 donation, 
I get a copy of the DVD, which will include a commentary track with myself, Brian, Buddy Wayne, and uh, Admin Tony. Excuse me. And uh, during the commentary track, of course, we had to watch the match again. And there's a lot of things about wrestling that I really always was, but especially since having not done in a year, just very bad at. And the thing is that a common fan may not notice, but I'm watching this match thinking, my God, there's no one on earth who circles a ring worse than I do. It's just like awkward and out of place, like I don't belong. And, uh, you know, and there's some other stuff that went uh, worse. This is the part where I missed the elbow off the ropes and uh, came down at a bad angle and damn near killed myself and everyone knew it. <laughs> so there's little things like that. But on the whole, uh, there was not, not no terribly blown spots, and, and mo- most importantly, no one got hurt. That was always that was always step one. So uh, you know, I did the best I could, and, and uh, people like it great. And if not, well, there ain't nothing else I can do. Well, I, I thought it, it was a match that you you couldn't really nitpick. Like you can't say, well, that clothesline for Vinny didn't look that that good. It it had to work in in the broadest sense, and I think it did. Okay, good. Well, <laughs> <you> might... <laughs> it's my little wrestling criticism for the. Uh... My my theory of criticism, but there you go. But um, were you worried well, it's about not a WrestleMania? It's not a WrestleMania main event. It's not a Ring of Honor main event. It's it's two uh, retired indie guys having a match in their friend's backyard. There <laughs> so, you go. So that that is how that is the context in which it should be viewed. Now I imagine more people saw this match than. Uh... Any of your other ones, thanks to the the magic of the internet. Were you worried about? Um, did you like go look for, for? I know there was a thread on on the Death Valley Driver boards. Did you actively seek this out, or was it just like I'm done? If you liked it, great. If not, whatever. What, did I actually seek out? Like like threads, people, yeah, criticism, people talking about it, the comments on YouTube and what have you. For a while, um, have, I, I I wasn't obsessed about it like Brian was, but <laughs> when it was pointed when it was pointed out to me that there was commentary going on, I, I went and read it, and uh, seemed to be mostly positive. We, we've had uh, a handful of people who didn't like it or were criticizing it, but uh, some criticisms are, are things like, "You guys had all that money you brought in, you should have bought more cameras." Well, no, <laughs> that would defeat the purpose of drawing money. Yeah, you, well, you did. You you drew money. You. Um... That's a rarity for, uh, I guess, indie promoters. Well, it's, it's it's one of the very few times I got a payout of any kind, and without question, significantly more than I made in my entire five-year indie wrestling career. Wow. Now, now last time, Brian said you, you bitched about your payoff. I... I, it was, well, here's the deal. We all said, it's kind of complicated. We initially all agreed to do the match for 400 bucks. We split the money four ways. We'd spend like 100 bucks each. And we, we all agreed that that would be enough to go roll around in Buddy Wayne's yard for an hour and film it. That was the plan. Now, once the money started to get great, oh, I should also add, we all agreed on 400, 100 a person because we agreed that was a total that would never be reached and we didn't have to actually do it. So we, uh, we were heartbroken and disappointed when the money started to come in. And the money just kept coming in, and the, the heartbreaking disappointment appointment went away. Uh, it, it was shock and disbelief for a while, and then just glee. So, <laughs> nothing negative to say about that. Um, I totally lost my train of thought just now. What was the question? Oh, the bitching out the payoff. Um, so, so anyway, once the money comes in, Brian made a post on the board, so I'm not really a big secret here. He said, well, I figure we'll just take the anything over the initial $400 and reinvest it back into the site. 
I was with myself and Buddy raised our hands and said, the hell we will. He wanted to buy a webcam. He had all these other thoughts. I, you know, basically he wanted to make his site better. And uh, at, at this at the time, it was a, the total was around six or seven hundred dollars. So he was talking about basically uh, giving me, Tony, and Buddy a hundred bucks and keeping the remaining, what would that be, four hundred for himself, and and on and on and on. And then of course it grew to, I think it broke three thousand at the end, mm. uh, which. You know, at that point, investing the remaining twenty six hundred back on the site was just an absolutely appalling fact. So, so yes, I did in fact bitch about and pay off the best because he was trying to screw me. I see. Well, it sounds like Brian played uh, hard and loose with the facts there, like like Kurt Angle during a uh, a conference call. I know it's hard to believe that Brian Alvarez may in fact stretch the truth to benefit mm-hmm. him, but that's exactly what happened. The best part was actually in dealing with Buddy Wayne, who I really, I mean, I, I had this goofball in my career where I just, I worked small shows in Washington, Oregon. None of your listeners have ever heard of me. I'm, I'm, nor, nor should they have. And Buddy Wayne did this. It was it was his career. It was his life. It was his job. And, you know, he's used to dealing with promoters. And so after it was all said and done, it's about a month or so for the final uh, financial units to come through. We had not been paid yet. And uh, Buddy was confiding me, and it was great having to listen to the the, the 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 paranoid old school indie worker who was convinced he was going to get screwed by the promoter. <laughs> and sending me messages every day saying, Oh, I just know we're never gonna see this cash. They're gonna find some you know, the DVDs are gonna cost eighteen dollars each to produce and I'd have to call just send a note saying every day, like, I haven't been paid either. Calm down, we'll just wait till we get the check and then we'll worry about it and finally he got the check and he was happy. But that was an, a, a comical, unintended side uh we call it benefit, but a side effect of the whole thing. That 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 is actually a, a great story. God oh, bless, good. God bless, Buddy Wayne. That, that's one great story in the twenty minutes or so I've been on. That's only been fifteen. Oh, good. I have more time to uh, <laughs> think of something entertaining. Now, uh, you made your entrance to uh, "Dare" by Stan Bush, uh, song from the uh, the greatest achievement in human history, that being uh, Transformers the movie. Uh, would you have gone with uh, the, the touch instead had Jimmy Jacobs not already um, laid claim to it? Well, initially I was resisting. I, I wanted to use uh, my actual ring music I used in my career, which is Superstar by Full Metal, which if any of your listeners have ever listened, watched Eminem when they were in OVW, it was also their entrance music. Oh. Uh, it, it, it's, and I believe, actually, WWE may have used it for one of their pay-per-views, too. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, no, no, they did. They did. Uh, in fact, Saliva performed at WrestleMania 18. So anyway, that's the song I used. And I wanted to use that initially. And then the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know, I really am doing this for the people. They are paying for it. They should get what they want. And what they would want was for me, for me to use a particularly geeky song. So at that point, it, you know, the, the, the Transformers and my... Uh, I'm a Transformers fan, and Brian, of course, is not. And so it's become kind of a running gag on the show. So it was pretty much decided we should use a song from that film. And... uh Really, once it was down to that, it was, there was really only two options, and those were uh, Dare and uh, The Touch. And I should say there would be more options if I was the heel in the match, but since I was the baby face, I had to be one of those two. Mm. Someone actually sent Tony uh, the songs to use, so I was not forced to bring over uh, my copy of the soundtrack on CD, which I do own. And uh, I, it, it was kind of a tough choice. I, I thought that. The touch was more anthemic and more easily identifiable as the Transformers song. Mm-hmm. There was the fact Jimmy Jacobs used it. But there is... It, the fact that it's more obscure makes it a better... Uh, I don't know if joke's the right word, but a better reference for true fans. Mm. 
And it's such a great, even if you've never seen Transformers in your life, it's such a great generic 80s soundtrack anthem <laughs> that it just works. That's true. Just a screaming, screaming guitarist and the guy with the mullet singing his, <laughs> singing his gravelly voice. <laughs> and it, 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 the, the whole thing just it, 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 it just worked great. So, well, that's good. Um, when, when you I came saw a guy with a sweet mullet. I saw a guy with a sweet mullet today. Actually, he was walking around the business next to ours. I, I glanced out the window and I looked. And he's walking to the parking lot and he's just got a clipboard and a mullet. Hmm. And I said, "Hey, that guy's got a sweet mullet. Everyone, come look!" And everyone leapt out from their cubicles and came over to peek out the window with the guy with the mullet. <laughs> well, like, I, I don't know if mullets are, are common in the. Uh... In the Washington area, they, I'm in Massachusetts. They tend to be rather rare around here. They're, they're rare around there. Yeah, I'm afraid so. They're, they're they're very rare here, especially this one. This was just like a, a, a great mullet. This was a, a who would have had a mullet like this? Um, if any of you ever saw, I, I keep making Ohio Valley references, but if you ever saw Trailer Park Trash, his mullet was was like this. Just just a great 1988 redneck uh, country music fan mullet. And uh, the, the only thing I ever seen around here, and this is true, uh, I used to do show, wrestling shows at a place called the B&I Marketplace in Tacoma, Washington, which is basically a glorified swap meet. And uh, there was a, a, a large uh, large uh, percentage of their uh, their clientele, the customers, were uh, Mexicans. And I noticed the, the mullet is still apparently popular in the Mexican community. Hmm. All right. Just an observation. At least, in, at least in that very small cross section in the BNI market in Tacoma, the mullet is still accepted among Mexicans there. It's good, good to know. Now, um, <laughs> when uh, when you came out for the match, you were you were booed by the capacity crowd, even though you were uh, ostensibly. <laughs> I, was fact booed. I, I was in fact booed by the live crowd. The buddy's backyard wasn't that filled to capacity. Yeah, you know, Bobby Heaney used to stay at the beach. You know, when the beach shows, what's the capacity of a beach? Well, it's bigger than the capacity of a backyard, I'll tell you that. Um, and I, I was booed, even though I was supposed to be baby face, and I just started laughing at the absurdity of the whole thing. Here I am, wearing, wearing, wearing a carpet, basically, being booed by eight people in my friend's backyard about having a wrestling match. <laughs> could, could, you, uh, could you um, sympathize with John Cena at that point? That is absolutely, actually absolutely not what I was thinking. Oh, wow. Well. Uh, my... No, my, my 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 friend Sean was who just uh, lived to see me humiliated and and and, and hurt. <laughs> various moments in the match where I'm you know being uh, when Brian is chopping me or he's hitting the bell at the end, and you can hear Sean laughing in the background. So, what a good friend. Sean's a strange guy. Yeah, I I, I kind of wish that um through magic or whatever they could have had the. Everyone who subscribes to F4WOnline.com could have been in that backyard that day. That would have been quite a raucous atmosphere, I feel. Maybe I would like to think they were all there in spirit. I guess. I, I was not, though, because I was, not, uh, <laughs> I was in, in, still not, not a subscriber at that point, though I have re-signed up. I, I do want to make that clear. It would have been nice. You all could have seen the lovely uh, community of Everett. Uh, that's that, that small area, I believe, is actually called Silver Lake, and there's a you know, Fred Meyer, there's an AMPM, some churches. Uh, actually, Sports Bar is there, actually, which uh, I have to say has the best chicken wings I've ever eaten. Hmm. But, um, yeah, if you're ever in Silver Lake, everyone check out Baxter's. Again, good yeah, to know. Yeah, they show UFC's there, so hey. Oh, all right. Were, uh, were you surprised by the fact that you um, you were uh, that you were booked to win the match? Because uh, Brian strikes me as a rather 
competitive person. And, and in fact, on his last appearance, he made me announce that his last appearance got more downloads than your previous appearance. Brian's a very competitive man. Kind of a prick, really. Um, I wasn't surprised, man, because I was was part of the booking committee, <laughs> if, if you will. Oh, okay. The booking committee consisting, consisting of me, Brian, and Buddy. Um, we, we had known that for a long time. We, we knew uh, that I was going to be, for, for for most people, I was going to be the babyface in the feud. And since the feud was a one-off deal, I don't think we ever wanted to do it again, the babyface should have gone over. Hmm. So we, we had known that going in for a long time. Um, we then spent uh, zero time thinking about the match until the day of, where we spent about two hours beforehand uh, saying, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. And we did this up until about five minutes before bell time when we had some kind of plan. So, that, which is a significant improvement over the last time we wrestled when we planned the whole thing move for move and it sucked. Yeah. Were you? I already know the answer is no, but I'll ask anyway. Were you bitten by the wrestling bug at all again? Or? Hell no. Hell no. Um, there, there, there's... If I go to Buddy's backyard and, and, and do matches, I might think about getting back in... Um, but the, all the stuff that I, I don't miss about wrestling, I, I had none, nothing to do with this trip. I don't miss the car rides. I don't miss hanging out of the building for hours and hours and hours. I don't miss hanging up posters. I don't miss uh, sitting up in the ring. The wrestling part was always okay. Um, but on the other hand, if I had a bad match and I thought about how I had wasted an entire day and perhaps more because all the stuff I would normally have done on a Saturday, I would have to get done during the week. And that's when I would just get furious and, and have meltdowns. So, no, um, the, 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 the part, I, 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 I'm stuttering. I don't miss the part of, about wrestling that has nothing to do with wrestling itself. Um, every once in a while I miss having matches a little bit, but not enough to ever seriously think about getting back in. I mean, it, it never even crosses my mind. I see. So Buddy's Backyard is your, your field of dreams in a way. It is. Uh, I'm putting my driving limit at, uh, I think it's three miles from my house. <laughs> so, anything within three miles of my house I would consider. Uh, anything outside of that is a no-go. Well, I had, uh, I had proposed to Brian that you two should team up for the annual 32-team Jakara Tag Team uh, Grand Prix, but uh, sadly they, they stopped that tournament. But I, I have another idea. Oh, should, well, you ever, should you ever have a, a rematch, I think? I, uh, I came up with this idea, and... Um, I came up with, I mean, I stole it from somewhere, that uh, you and Brian would come out for for a promo, and you would uh, bonk heads or get hit by lightning or something, and you would switch personalities for the match. And, uh, <laughs> God. And you would come out, and you would you would wear Brian's outfit, and you would wrestle like him, and he'd come out and wrestle like you, and uh, I think it'd be um, funny and cathartic at the same time. There are two great flaws in your plan. One, that means I have to wear Brian's gear. And people do not need to see me in wrestling trunks. I didn't need to see Brian. Oh. That, that, that upset me when Brian came out in his little shorts. I don't know why. It, it, it was upsetting. Anyway. All right. Uh, two, along. I had to wrestle like Brian, and, 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 and frankly, I can't do that. I'm no good. Oh. Brian, Brian's very good. Brian's a natural athlete. Brian was a gymnast for years. Uh, I'm not an athlete in any way, and I've never pretended to be. So, I, 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 you know, watching me wrestle, watching Brian wrestle, it's two different things. Uh-huh. Um, I might be able to do some funny promos like Brian, but hmm. as a, you know, as far as making fun of Brian's wrestling, other, other than um, short jokes, there's nothing, there's nothing to make fun of there. So, and then it sucks. Uh-huh. I like to make fun of him, but <laughs> in, in that aspect, I can't. 
Well, I mean, you, maybe you could do a whole show with with wacky gimmicks. Like you could have uh, Bert Angle on this show or Somalian Joe. Thank you, Bert Angle. Sure. You know, I, 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 I will say that I, I would consider doing uh, short, shitty matches if I got a free vacation out of it. So if Chikara flew me out, they, I, they do their shows in, like, in Pennsylvania, right? Yes. Yeah, if they flew me out and put me up for a weekend, I would do a 10-minute shitty tag match. I, I told Brian uh, we should start a fund again, like, to uh, send you to summer camp, but it would be sending you once, to Chikara, sure. Once once a year, I may consider such an activity, um, <laughs> but no more. And and, and I, I, I emphasize transport and uh, ruin board would have to be part of the deal. I would do the match itself for free, but but my <laughs> plane ticket hotel room would be paid for. You drive a hard bargain. Food. I'm sorry? You drive a hard bargain. Well, it's, it's something I don't need to do anymore. Oh. So, yeah. Well, on to the wacky world of uh, wrestling. The last time we had you on, you said the only shows you would, you would keep watching if you weren't involved in the Figure 4 website were Ultimate Fighter and Hogan Knows Best. Um, is there anything now you would watch <laughs> if it was not mandatory? You know, WWE has been really good lately. I, I, I love... I've loved Raw, particularly the, the appearances of one Kevin Federline, mm-hmm. who is, the, 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 he, this dude misses calling. This is the best heel ever. He never should have been in music. He never should have been in acting. He never should have been in Britney. He should have been in wrestling the whole time. And uh, he, he's a natural like I have not seen in years and years. And I made the comment on, on our show uh, the other day that he needs to be hired full-time and he needs to be the Bobby Heenan to John Cena, Hulk Hogan. And they can right now. It's kind of right now. It, it, it's K Fed represented by Booker and Big Show, kind of. And once this is played out, uh, K Fed can buy out Umaga's contract, and he gets a new Umaga against Cena, and they can do that pay per view event. Cena will win. He will hit K Fed with one big move, and they'll move on. And K back or K Fed can bring in Kane. And he can bring in. Uh, whoever he can bring in Ken Kennedy, he can bring in whoever, and all he can bring in all these guys to fight Cena for him. Cena will always win, and, and Kane will bring in someone new. It will never end. It will never get boring, and it will make money. And more importantly, I will be entertained. So th- this is the plan that needs to happen. Hmm. What about so um, that? Actually, Mac- I Mac- been, oh, go ahead. That has been better for uh, the last month or so. For the two months before that, it was just the absolute worst television I've seen in years. Um, the last month or so has been vastly improved. It has some has had some good shows and some okay shows, but you know having Chris Benoit help back helps a lot. Having Rey Mysterio wrestling helps a lot. Uh, having uh, Finley and Regal and Dave Taylor wrestling helps a lot. Um, having Dave Batista hurts, but what can you do? Um, it, it's just been a better show, and, and the ECW is what it is, and it's. Helped by the fact that it's only an hour long, so if it's, it sucks, hey, it's an hour. <laughs> I haven't seen ECW in a, in a long time. Kind of the same for SmackDown. I, I try to catch Raw every now and then, but if I decide to go to bed early, um, <laughs> I miss it. I, I really feel bad about it the next day, except maybe missing K-Fed, but I, I don't watch I, a lot I, of work... wrestling for someone with their own radio show. It's it's odd. I, I was going to, well, I, I, would, I would say something to be pot and kettle black and everything, but... I work with a guy who, who who was a wrestling fan in college and, and follows it, um, you know, off and on now. And his comment is always, "What happened on Raw last night?" And I tell him, and he said, "Oh, I fell asleep at this point, and it's something in the first half hour of the show." Uh, but 
he's funny too in that he's a guy who was a big diehard fan when he was in college, of, uh, you know, about ten years ago, and, and, and a little bit before that. But he only just discovered that there are wrestling sites on the internet. Wow. And yeah, yeah, I'm not sure how this works, but but you know, he, he'll come up to me during the day and he'll, he'll like whisper, "Hey, is that story about Sid and the squeegee really true?" And I have to say, "Yes, yes, Sid Vicious, who is six foot eight and, and roided." Roided beyond belief, once threatened a much smaller man with a squeegee. Yes, that's true. <laughs> it's a little conversation like that. It's very odd. If, if you don't go to wrestling websites, how does he spend his day? I, I can't fathom such a thing. Well, fishing websites. Oh. All right, well, whatever yeah. works for you. <laughs> there you go. As for uh, TNA, another show I, I really don't watch, although I... I'd, I'd like for it to be good, but I read the spoilers like for this week's show, and it's like... Oh, God. Everyone, when Vince Russo was hired, we knocked him, and we were criticized for not giving him a chance, and almost everything that we thought would happen with him has, in fact, happened. The shows have not been sleazy, so apparently he's sticking to his religious conversion, but things are not making sense, and now they're getting absurdly complicated. Yep. Whenever this show gets posted, I would imagine... Maybe after the uh, TNA show airs, but um, I mean that is true. I, I, I will say that, and this is actually it goes for all shows. I often read spoilers and think, "Oh, that sounds great," or "Oh, that sounds awful," and then watch it and realize, "Hey, this is not what it sounded like at all." So I will, I, I will reserve final judgment until I actually watch this episode of Impact. But <laughs> from spoilers I have read, it sounds like uh, I'm speaking here of the quote-unquote tournament they're going to start. <laughs> Oh, you can't it, try it, to come it, up it with sounds, stuff that's complicated. It, 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 that's what something did. It, it, it sounds like someone who sat down and thought, "What's the what, what is the way to have wrestlers compete that has never been done before?" And and there's a reason sports don't do this. Mm. There's a reason baseball does not uh, when the playoffs begin. Actually, you know, they don't add a fifth base. Football <laughs> uh, does not suddenly go to a two-ball format when the playoffs start. They just have more games. <laughs> and, you know, that's something to be said for a freak show thing to be done as a special attraction once in a while. You know, and the occasional three-way match is not a horrible idea, or, a, you know, a battle royal is a fine plan, but to do a reverse battle royal, which then becomes a regular battle royal, which then becomes a tournament with a bye, just, yeah, it makes my brain snap. Yep. Don't forget. I've always uh, wondered if if, if no, no one's ever had the balls to try, and I don't think I don't actually think it would work. But I wonder if it would work if anyone tried to do a long-term league tournament like is done in Japan, where it's it's uh, you know a half dozen wrestlers in a group, everyone fights once, and you get points for winning and losing and, and DQs and pins and whatever. And you know, U.S. fans have no trouble following mainstream sports, which basically are the same concept. I've always wondered if, if if someone tried that, if, if if it would work, and I suspect it would not. I bet I bet others think so too, which is why it's not been done. But I'm just, my curiosity, I I, I, I I like to see something like that tried once in a while. I think the problem with that idea is that in Japan they don't they can do it over the series of a, a, a week or, or ten days because they do it at I guess house shows and non televised events. And if you did it on TNA, you'd probably have to cram a lot of matches in, or it would be. It would drag out no, over is, two months. 
Well, well, I'm a fan of two hour. Oh, excuse me, a fan of one hour shows in general. This is the kind of thing you need a two hour show for, and you need to do two or three matches in the tournament every weekend. But still, take months long. So, yeah, there's more problems with it than good things. But it's totally better than this bullshit TNA is doing. <laughs> that could be. A Ring of Honor. What's that? Can I say bullshit on the show? Ah, right, that's totally fine. Okay, okay. I don't worry about it. But um, actually, Ring of Honor did. Uh, now that I think about it, they did a a league. Kind of deal about oh, three years back, yeah, and um, they never did one again. So, <laughs> I see. Well, there you go. So, yeah, there you go. And um, as for uh, Hogan knows best, um, boy, I watched Sunday and uh, not, not down with that. But I know how to save this show. And um, what has to happen is Linda Hogan has to dump the Hulkster and try to shack up with Tom Cruise, and then you have Hulk Hogan, the single dad, trying to raise Brooke and Nick. And then you could you could see Hulk Hogan like like speed dating or trying to go in with Nick to bars to pick up women and okay I, the Hulk Hogan speed dating idea is yeah. brilliant <laughs> anything anything that gets Hulk Hogan out of the the bubble and into interacting with people in the real world is a five star idea like just I don't know um, the speed dating is a great one hmm. um, I, I can't top that but but just get get. Any wrestler, really, but Hulk Hogan especially, since he's always Hulk Hogan. Um, just get him out in the world interacting with people. Sure. Seeing how he functions with the life. And, the, and the kids are, uh, you know, they're not alone in celebrity children who are just raised under, you know, perfectly sheltered life. And frankly, for two people who've never had to work for anything, they, 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 they've turned out fairly okay, as far as I know. Um they don't seem to be addicted to anything or, or have any criminal record. So things can be a lot worse. That's true. Uh, I, I watched the Sunday show. I didn't hate it as much as everyone else did, and I don't know why. I should have hated it. I should, I should have hated watching this woman who's never worked for anything and has lived off her husband's money for the past 20 or 30 years bitch about how horrible her life is uh, because her new house, uh, which is there to supplement the old house, is not ready yet, and it's her fault she moved there. She was the one who knew it was not ready, and yet she still moved in. So I, I, I should have hated it. I don't know why I didn't. And the only reason I can think of is that subconsciously I feel like I am in on the joke. Uh, I, I feel like the the, 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 the Hogan's life and the, and the whole show is one big gag, and I am, in fact, in on it, and I know it's it's not real. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, like, like how I can deal with... I'm a fan of, of of Puff Daddy or whatever he's calling himself these days. Sure. And it's the same kind of thing. I, I don't find him obnoxious because I'm in on the joke. It's, it's a joke he's playing on the rest of the planet or only he and I know about it. Hmm. I'm, I'm still not sure why they had to move to Miami for Brooks' music career. They they never really, they just said, oh, it's the hub where all the musicians go. And I'm like, really? I, sure. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm, far, I'm far too old to know what popular music, music coming from these days. Um, so I, I, I will take them at their word for that. I, you know, I've heard people move to L.A. for music, people move to Nashville for music, so if it's now it's Miami, hey, more power to you. All right, well, what can we uh, look forward to in the newsletter? You just finished a uh, Wacky Lucha movie review. I just week. finished watching a Santa movie, which I loved. Um, <laughs> I don't know if anyone... Everyone wants to see... Well, I don't know if they're all like this. I assume they are. Just, just you've never seen more a bunch of random scenes that are only connected in the fact that they have the same characters in them. Um, 
And then plus you can see Mill, Mill Masters have a, basically have a lucha match with three men on a dock. And uh, <laughs> El Santo have a lucha match in someone's backyard. And when I say a lucha match, you know, flying head scissors, flying takeovers and stuff. <laughs> Just greatness. And then I'll, I have to give away the ending because it's the, the most random thing of all. You know, at the end of the movie, the luchadors and their friend from the plane, they they get on this boat and they take the boat out to sea and then there is an atom bomb. <laughs> <laughs> a giant mushroom cloud, and the movie ends. So yes, the, the, the movie ends with our, our heroes are struck with a nuclear weapon. Atomized. I, I read that, yeah. and I'm like, oh, there must be part three next week, but it's like, no, the end. No, that's the end of the movie. <laughs> oh my god. So random. Fantastic. But yes, I, I love that. Uh, as far as what I will be reviewing in the future, um, I just, just looking at some of these today, I have... Uh, what do I have? I think I have a Dragon Gate thing I haven't watched. I think I've, I've been looking for, um, which I know I had at one point, and I'm able to find it, but I think I found it. Uh, someone sent me more, more British stuff, more oh, like good. World of Sport, yeah, which people seem to enjoy when I reviewed that from the Dynamite Kids set. And uh, So there might be some of that. Uh, I still have a, a ton of leftover Ring of Honor, so which now I think we can qualify as old school. <laughs> from, from, from way back in 03. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, uh, what else do I have? Just random. Um, I, I have some old Madison Square Garden main events, I think. Just some old WWF stuff. Just a bunch of stuff. Bunch of stuff. Now, if you um, now you hung out with Roderick Strong. I did read the Battle of Los Angeles review when you went down to Los Angeles. If you see Roderick Strong and he's being generic, do you will you now be? Um, will you now think? Um, oh, he's you know. Will you cut him some slack now that you know he actually does have a, a wry personality? Yes. Um, how can I put this? Roderick, Roderick Strong is an awesome wrestler. He seems like a pretty cool guy. I don't know if he's a TV star. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know a better way to put it than that. I was thinking about what I would do with him if it were a promoter, and, and the, the thing I kept thinking back with was he needs to be in a heel tag team. Mm-hmm. And he needs to have a, a, a wacky and kind of a, an obnoxious, almost a pussy partner who he who keeps coming to him for backup, and then Roderick Strong kind of slaps the guy and insults him. But then I was also there to be his backup, and you know I don't want him to break up. But there needs to be a weird kind of kind of uh, uh, give and take that way. And then I was thinking about it, I was like, hey, this guy teamed up with Jack Evans, Ring of Honor. That's perfect. Huh. And I, I haven't seen any of this stuff, but that but the, those two personalities just seem. Perfect for me. So, so you have Roderick Strong, who is the badass and kind of a bully, and he thinks his partner's a total goof, and his partner is in fact a total goof <laughs> who uh, often gets himself in trouble and needs Roderick to bail him out. And that just seems like the perfect thing. Huh. So I, I haven't seen any of that stuff in Ring of Honor. I assume it was good, but, but yeah, Ro- Ro- Roderick Strong. It, I confirm that he is not in fact a generic human being. Good to know. We're learning a lot this uh, this episode, and uh, I think that's all I had, unless you had any. More statements to make? Mm, no. All right. <laughs> I came in as a blank slate, just trying to rebound off you. So if you got nothing, I had nothing to rebound off of. Fantastic. Well, I. Uh, How long have we gone? We are at uh, just about the forty-minute mark. Is that typical? Um. Yeah. We. Brian. Uh, actually, when Brian was on, he uh, we only did a half hour with him because um, he had something or other to do. He's a busy man, so. But, sure. Uh, I, I try not to. Uh, to spend too much time. And I like a Dr. Keith show that goes like five hours. I 
it seems like everything Dr. Keith does goes five hours. <laughs> everything, he, every show he does, I, I've, I've done his show a few times. Every, every, everything he writes <laughs> goes <laughs> five hours. He's a man with a lot to give to the world. He he is a giver. I'll say that. Yeah. And, um, I encourage everyone to go to f4wonline.com, where I am, in fact, a subscriber. And if you're a cheapskate, you can still hear Vinny Tuesdays on the Brian and Vinny Show, and uh, probably a bunch more times during the week if you do subscribe. And uh, Vinny, I want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Oh, you're lying again. No, this is true. And uh, we'd love to get you back on. Maybe for the the 50th show, we'll have you and Brian on at the same time. Oh God, no, no, I veto that right now. No, I do enough shows with that man. Wow. I don't need to do more outside of the absolute minimum. I'm, I'm like TNA. I, I think very far ahead to the 50th show. I don't know what the next show will be, but I know the big 50th one. I'm already planning it right now in my head. Well, it's good to plan things. You have to, you have to plan these uh, momentous events. Uh, that, that, you know, we were just my birthday, and I, last year I had the big shindig, and I planned it for months at a time. Make sure everyone knew. This weird year I planned nothing, and I gave people 40s notice, and it sucked. <laughs> So, yes, plenty is good. Plenty is good. Well, I encourage everyone to go to joeversustheworld.com or thecubsfan.com. We have a full archive of shows, including Vince's prior appearance, which I do recommend, and also uh, the two Brian Alvarez appearances, if that's your thing. And um, I guess that's it, unless you have any final words, Vince. Uh, I do have a question. Certainly. Who's winning? Who's winning, you or the world? I, uh, let's see, I consider this a win for me, so I think I'm up 13-12 right now. Does that mean I lost? Yep. A winner is Shit. me, a loser is you. God damn it. Well, what can you do? Well, I guess I'll try better next time. Yes, you will. So, thanks everyone for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.